come out and like just now about the student movement also mm. maybe later on so how you first like got to the, the chatting in the room yeah. he came and then he told me that you know Henry um, my father was very strict with me and my father always had a very strong sense of um, of uh, what is right and what is wrong with him. Mm. And he said, you know, as a child he told me, I think I, he, said, he told me, I don't know whether he, I, don't, I cannot remember, like standard one or standard two. I got first in class, you know, Henry. I was so proud of myself. I ran home, I showed him my results, so my father's results. Instead of praising me, he told me, what's the big deal? You live in a house where you have electricity, you have water, you have food served on the table for you. If you live in an estate that you have to study by a candlelight and you get first, I'll be very proud of you. But why should I be proud of you? <laughs> he said, you felt so hurt. Oh my god, how come? But he said that got him thinking. And that got me thinking. As to, as to, you know, how we take for granted. At least those of us who don't have. We are not rich, but then neither did we live in poverty. poverty you see. That, that, that kind of message. Huh? Hey, you know, he, he just tell you a story like that. And he kept you thinking. And then, of course, he told me he was in university in America. He went to you know, one of the big MIT. I think MIT, Massachusetts. Oh, Dr. Kuma is from MIT. No, wait. So, he went there and studied economics. Kuma study economics. He was doing that because oh, okay. he was already very socially conscious. He continued for I think the second year or you know, first year or second year only. Where he had went into an argument with the lecturer. He just couldn't stand the, the philosophy that they were taking. And the lecturer also didn't want to take in. Then he had the realization. I don't think I can help people with economics. Just like that, you know, he changed his mind and decided. He came back. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have to confirm with your family. Either he did his home six again or something like that, then he can qualify for next year. It was a conscious decision to become a doctor. My goodness. I must. Very interesting background. And the, the funny thing is, Mary Cardosa did exactly the same thing. What? Mary Cardosa. Uh -huh. I, I know Mary Cardosa and Followed did the same thing. thing. Dropped out and came back and did the same thing. For her own reasons. Huh? Oh, wow. <laughs> mm. So, so Dr. Kuma is definitely one person who has a very strong influence on the life of Dr. Kuma. Then the other person I mentioned is Brother Anthony Rogers. Mm. And if you go back a bit, for me, like my history a bit further, the key people in my life uh, usually are the, are the mentors. You know, the, the, for, for people who give moral guidance. Uh, another person who came into our life in, when I was in secondary school was another religious brother by the name of Brother Mark. Brother Mark. Brother Mark. Mark Brother Mark. 
Because we call them brothers because they wear the religious habit and then they also go for religious training and then they come to schools. So he was my deputy headmaster. So but at the same time he he um, also was our religious teacher who helped us to moral education, what you all would call moral education. But we had our sort of like Introduction to adult life, uh, to, to, you know, when, when you're a teenager, uh, you really a lot of things you do not know, you know about sex and so on. Uh, but this fellow, this brother, uh, was really good. Uh, he opened our eyes, and I think through him opening up our eyes, uh, our acceptance of, of, of a wider range of things became better. You know, we are not so narrow-minded, mm. you know, so he helped a lot to lay the foundation. So that by the time we went to home six, and then we went to home six, we are more ready lah, a bit more ready, but not really that ready because I come from an old boys school. I don't yeah. know how to interact with girls yeah. until home six. So that time, um, my batch of friends uh, from my own own school one, uh, a few of us uh, continue to stay in touch right to home six, right to university also. This other person who, um, his name is Patrick Koo. Patrick Koo is a lawyer by profession now and has retired and now moved to Perth. So Patrick, myself, all went to the training with Brother Mark. So we have that kind of bond, you know. Um, so when he came to University of Malaya, I was very close with him also. So he also came to get active in the family. He didn't stay active there only. He actually moved on to the student union. Patrick Koo. So, so you can see my circle of friends are known. People like Patrick Koo. He goes into the student union and then he was fighting you know, for student rights and, and things like that. Then here we, on our side, I was active in the public union society. And all of us will be exposed to people like Brother. So it was Brother Anthony Rogers who brought Cecilia into the Catholic movement. Oh, you mean Cecilia wasn't in the movement? In the what, sense that what they, they, are, they, they are schoolmates in St. Xavier's here, mm. Penang. Mm, mm. So, when, Dr. when Cecilia finished her studies, became a PhD, Brother Rogers knew few kept in touch with her. So, Brother Rogers asked Dr. Cecilia to come and help the student movement. I like to learn. That's my thing. That time she's already a lecturer. Uh. UPM. UPM. So that's when I she first entered into my life uh, as a person of influence also. And then I remember in one year when we organized a seminar for Catholic students. It was an international, almost ASEAN level. Uh. We had people from Thailand. Uh, this was out here in Penang. So that again, we were introduced to people like Paul Sinapan, who worked with the grassroots, Dr. Francis Lowe, who was Aliran, and he was helping USM here. Uh, I think then he also came. Then he, Cecilia, Brother Anthony Rogers. So, and some of, I can't remember the other people, but basically, talk about. Um, how to understand um, capitalism, you know, the whole tri trickle-down effect and then how is the, 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 how the system exploits the workers and so on. So we were 
using that kind of sessions to help us have a better understanding of what's happening in, in, in capitalistic society. So that is where the different different people enter into my I mean how I have connections with all these people like Francisco, Cecilia, Ling 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 and Cecilia or Chin Chin, we, we all sort of, after we graduated, nah, they became friends with it. At first they are like mentor, mentee, but after that they were friends. So socially also we mix, you know, uh, have dinners together, play tennis, you know, with Cecilia. So all this help us build the bond. So you actually came back from um, Australia mm, to so work in MPN? No. Okay. Mm. All interconnected, no. When I was 1982, uh, I had a call I was chasing Agatha really. okay, okay. So, I think by the time in 1984, I graduated in 84. From, from accounting. accounting okay. Our relationship very stable really. Meaning that we were really a couple. And to the extent so, so in a way, uh, this is a bit private like, you know whether but it's okay lah. You by the time we were both in final year, 1984, my I repeated, you know, I failed one year. So I was so involved in the Catholic student society. Yeah. I almost got kicked out of university. Oh my god. Yeah. No, no, because my results were bad. So finally I was given a chance to repeat, so I repeated. Uh, so that year, 1984, the final year, Agatha and I were already a couple. And then she didn't have hostel anymore. The first two years she had hostel, but the last year she didn't have hostel. We were looking for a place that we can study, you know. So we saw this, she saw the advertisement, lecturer, lecturer looking to rent out two rooms. So she got it, and I also went there. So, so it's like, we didn't move in together, but we were in the same house with it. She got one room, I got one room. The lecturer got another room. It's a lecturer's uh, apartment, very nice place. So that even our relationship bond even more. Okay. So as a result, when we graduated, I went to get a job. I worked in Price Waterhouse uh, accounting firm. It's a, we, we all had to start as uh, audit, lah, audit juniors. Agatha, she couldn't get a job because she's a, I mean, get a job in any institution. Of all things, she ended up with Tan Feng Giao. Oh, okay. <laughs> how somehow, newspaper or whatever, or word of mouth, I don't know how she got the job. So she became like a political research assistant for him. He was already parliamentarian. So her, her exposure to politics more than me actually at that point in time. So then she worked for a while but she was never happy. She was saying... I was very shocked you know, because I thought for me, uh, I was very naive. Uh, 
You graduated, I graduated. Sooner or later, we're gonna get, get a more stable income and then we marry and then have children and all that. Lah. That kind of thinking. Lah. But for her, no. She always knew she wanted something more than a basic degree. You know. So it was quite devastating. And sometime in the 1984, I think, end towards the end of the year, she decided that she told me that she was going to Australia. Wow, I tell you. Lah. For me, I forgot. Lah. Because I'm so attached, she's so she says she wants to go to Australia to study, and she got the place. So okay, I mean, the time, although we are young, we still also know what to think. I mean, obviously, I will be not at the age where we can have a say, oh no, you don't go, we just get married, have children, no such thing. <laughs> she's very liberated, you know, and, and, and I always seen her as a leader also. So I respected her decision. But that was devastating for me because then, then I became very. Not sort of like sort of the, 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 the void that is very lonely. Ah, that void was filled up by people like Rajan, Colin, and so on. Because three years, you know, before I rejoined, we, we, uh, we reconnected with her. Three full years. Oh, wow. I only met one year only, and she came back once for holiday. And in between, where can we afford to go to Australia last time? You know? So in 84, she left. 84. Was it? I'm pretty sure it's 84. If not, if the most is 85. Like, I have to double check the date. Like, sorry, that one, because you're recording, so I'm not sure. But if not, it's 85. But anyway, I only joined her in 87. That one was really July 87. I flew to Australia. So this, this, this sort of explains my. You see, uh, on the one hand, I study accounting, right? Then I told you. I took the job in MBN just for the money because the influence that I got from the from my social activity side, yeah, from the university, was always towards fighting for change, fighting for the underdog, fighting for the spaces. But whereas the job that I, I took on is really is like make, uh, maintaining, helping up the capitalist system. So there is a lot of conflict. So I just take it as a job. Um, so, as a result, I left. Why I left? Uh, I just want to tell you why I left Five Water House. Also, money. Five Water House, for me to qualify as a accountant, uh, I had to take exam, you know, but also serve for three years. And my pay was 660 ringgit. So, when, when Edgar decided to go to Australia, yeah, I'm quite sure it's at 84. Now. Then I told myself, how can I send money to help her study? Yeah, because she, didn't, she got no money. She actually took a loan to go there. Mm. She had no money to study. So I was thinking, don't know like, whether it's just the way we think uh, that we also have to help her as soon as possible. Basically, no way I can send money. So I went to MBA for interview. The pay was 1,500. Almost three times, you know. That is two times. Plus, over, plus sometimes they give us, I think, the time I don't know whether we were allowance, but anyway, it was much more than what I had, so I can afford to drive a car and all that. So I took the job, no? that's why I took, ended up switching from, I never switched full flat accounting, from hospital, I jumped to NDS. And those three years, I was with NDS, up to 87 when I was in Australia. So that is the period of my life. Those three years, I think activist-wise, activism-wise, we did a lot take leave last sometimes but otherwise the weekends. So I remember we do things like going to Orang Asli for one, Colin will bring her. Then Papan. Papan happened around that time. So ah the other person was Terence Gomez, I forgot to mention. Dr. Terence Gomez, Edmund Terence Gomez. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I know him. So he was very much very instrumental in our group. So we all sort of grew up together. Mm. Then he also after a while realized that he wanted to equip himself more. He went to do his PhD, his master's, then PhD, and then became later became a professor. But his his sort of exposure years was the time because he's one year our junior. Um, he and and Hector oh, one year. Hector, Hector and I are same year, but Hector also repeated. <laughs> and then Terence, I think, is one year junior. What Agatha do uh, for before she, she may not study law or this one? No. She was a uh, arts graduate, anthropology. Oh, in, in from UM. UM, UM. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, the village uh, had a pastor going in to convert. Pastor, pastor. Uh, going in to the convert the orang asli. Oh, okay. Oh. I immediately, almost immediately, um, it's a sense of tension within the village, with the authorities, because Christianity, you know. Because of Christianity. Okay. From the limited experience that we have with Orang Asli, from Pauline teaching us, sharing with us, uh, we knew there was a serious attempt by the government uh, to convert Orang Asli to Islam. To mm. Very serious. They, they come in all the time, they give money to the, to the Orang Asli to convert. They, they, they get benefits, you know. So I knew, we knew that was an issue with many villages. So when I saw this happening, Christianity coming in, I saw an opportunity like, like competing forces. And why? Already I had, in a way, preconceived ideas uh, that very likely they, they, are, they are facing the pressure of becoming Muslims. Uh, and here is another world religion, Christianity mm. coming to give them some kind of backing. Otherwise, they are treated as enemies and so on. A-N-I-M-I-S-T. So, that, that prompted me. No? And to add drama to it, no? these people in, the, in this kampong where I was visiting were so into the Christianity because they had foreign support. No? This pastor who was going in is an Indian, Indian man, but he had funding from Korea. From Korea. Oh. Later I found out enough money to actually build a church, to build a structure. So that time already I was deciding to study this community, work with this community and see how it progresses. Basically, our authorities uh, came in to bulldoze the building, calling call me. Uh, at first they already sent word, threatened, but didn't expect it to be done. But true enough, after about a week's notice, I don't know how many, how many days' notice or weeks' notice, they bring in the bulldozer, they, they polish the whole thing, you know, all reduced to rubble, you know. So, 
perfect opportunity lah for rush there, take photograph and all that. So I really got drama already. My thesis really got drama. The whole thing, church, <laughs> the whole church got demolished. The people's reaction after that, you know, how do they? And the court case that followed. Mm-hmm. So, so it was that during that time, so it was quite 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 obvious choice for me lah. Mm-hmm. So that the impact, the impact of Christianity on the semi ethnicity. Mm. That's your topic, lah. Mm. So you were in Australia when this? No, no, I was back here for my. Oh, you were going back here mm. to do your thesis, lah. Oh, okay, okay. Still work, still work. Personalities are even more interesting because of my personality. I, I tend to be a more amiable person. I, I try to make sure that all sides, like everybody is happy, that kind of thing. You know? I'm very afraid of conflict. I'm very afraid of, uh, of uh, confrontation. You know? mm. Colin uh, is a different character. You know? Colin Nicholas, uh, hard to work with him. You know? So. Where else? Uh, Rajan also has a mind of his own. Hector can be can be can be can be tough, can be refuse to. And then um, Terence are like me, a big mild character. Terence, Terence for me. So I remember there's one day. The time they were we were protesting a, a, a dam or something. After that. When we finished that, we were going to drive straight to Orangasi village. You know. Something happened there that made Colin very angry. So, I remember sitting in the car. I think Terence is driving. No, or Rajan driving. So, Colin character like that. I was sitting in the car beside him. He's okay with me. So, he... Rajan will ask, So, left or right? Then Colin will whisper to me. He won't, he won't, he won't answer or not? Oh my god! Then sometimes, uh, he, he like testing your, your patience, you know, he will just, he is the only one who knows the way, you see, and he's not driving. So, to be a force, to the extent that like, coming in junction, coming in, he still won't say, you know. Very near the junction, left. <laughs> then 
you tell me that I have to chop chop the, the driver. Hey, left, left. My goodness. <laughs> the tension, you know, sometimes. When you think back, it's so much fun. But at that time, it's so tense in the car. It's so And all because up to today, sometimes we don't know. Like, what did we do wrong? Or why was he so angry with us? He is very passionate about the honor and Colin, if you want to do a study on honor and uh, you don't interview Colin, then you will not have a full picture because all his life, he's been so consistent, you know. You see, imagine, 19, I graduated 84, he probably graduated 82. Today is 1995, I told you, count the years. 82 to 2012, it's really... 40 years, ah. Huh? Oh, 40 years, you know, he's doing that. Oh, amazing. He's already 60 now, and in his 20s, he's started working. You know. I really tap back him. Thanks, brother. But his character is good, ah, you know. Hard to predict, ah. Hmm. Once he's angry, ah. He gives you the silent treatment. So the first, the issue that you're actually picking up in the university is uh, injustice, but focus on indigenous people. At no, no, not so much. But I always talk about the poorest of the poor. Mm. But injustice, yes. La. Factories also. Mm. You see? So lecturers have a lot to... Agatha, for example. Agatha. She also worked doing, doing a part of her studies. You know. She had to go and understand the system. So she worked as a factory worker for her, for her dissertation during the long holiday. Huh? Ah. I remember taking a motorbike, take her to the factory and all that. Mm-hmm. You know? So we were keen to understand the grassroots. Huh? I also work in the factory uh, for the money and for the experience. So that kind of attitude already came into us when we were in Form 6, even when I was in there. So I worked in a Singapore factory for in reform almost for two months while waiting for my Form 5 results. So I went for Form 6 results. One of them I went to work. Yeah, so I was not afraid of doing manual work. I always felt that it brings me closer to the people, you know, manual work to the to the but not good at it. Not good at it. <laughs> this one is a humorous story. This friend Patrick Cole, going back a bit younger days, he I think was from five. So we're all waiting for our results to go from six to nine. So I found out his mother runs a canteen in the construction site. So Patrick was working there. He said, how much you get one day? For the money lah. He said, about, I think, almost 50 bucks a day, you know. 50, a lot of money, you know, that time. This 1970 something, you know. Why you want lah? Yeah, I want lah, I said. I want to work. You cannot tahan lah, he told me, you know. So I can. So, the next day ah, I went, you know. The, the supervisor said, you want to work? Ah? I said, yeah. Okay, lah, you start. Lah. I went prepared, lah, wearing my shoes, rubber shoes and all that. So, give me the wheelbarrow. That's all I need. Let's say from here, from here we go up to maybe 
push the, the it's not a big building what it's an empty empty plot right? very hot push the bricks fill up the bricks and then push it to one side maybe about 100 meters or 150 meters the most huh? bring bring come back bring come back I started at 7 in the morning you know. so after about 2 hours huh? I didn't know it was 2 hours you know I asked my friend Patrick Patrick lunch time my dear so hot, you know. It's the world of the time? He said, the tea break is at 10. Now not even tea break yet. You want lunch? <laughs> hot, you know. So, I tahan the whole day. Like, I managed to stay the whole day. Like. But it was heat, you know, unbelievable heat. Like. Really, you know. So after that, like, evening 5 o'clock, oh, like, macho, you know, no food finished. Patrick and I went to a... I was... I got $50 to do, I didn't get cash yet. Nah. <laughs> Drink beer, you know. So I had a good one beer each. Then went home. Next morning, get up, get up, I got fever. <laughs> Never went to work. <laughs> then uh, the best joke was this. You know. I, I'm very scrawny, I'm not, not this type of size, very skinny. They can drink. You know, uh, that day uh, you walk into the construction site. Uh, all the workers started betting. No? Some say you last three days. <laughs> some, 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 say, some say you last five one week. You prove all them wrong, you only last one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> my, my, my friend Patrick is tough. Very tough. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's a really humorous part of my life. I never forget that. I never got the pay, you know. Oh. Take for me, lah. No, you want to go and take, lah. You see, you also don't refuse to take for me. I entitled to the one day's pay, lah. I tried to go back and take, lah. Yeah, you want you go and take, lah. I did not go back. <laughs> you did not go. Why? No, no fair. I say, ah. Uh. I say, <laughs> <laughs> My father they told me you cannot want um can can can. <laughs> my father very protective. My father is another very strong influence in my life. My mm. Because I've never seen a man who controls us in such a way that when you reach a certain age, uh, Auto sleep, total switch, you know. Huh? Meaning? I don't understand. Okay. I grew up in fear la, of him. Growing, meaning that his style of disciplining people, la, no violence at all, but just the voice, the, 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 the way he talks to you, the way he glares at you. Mm, mm. And somehow I think maybe my character is such that also I'm a. Like I said, somehow all along as I grew up, I never want to confront people or be very afraid of being rejected, I suppose. Very afraid of not being loved. So, as a result, my mother is a kind of person also. So, I think I take after my mother. So, all my father needed to do was say something and then we will all listen to him. So, to, in my mind, he was such a strict person, you know. Anything he said, we will do. No, no, no questions asked. You know. Strict, 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 strict. Then 18 years, last time 18 years old, we can take driving license. Yeah. So, when I hit 18, uh, in fact, no. 
1976, I'm only 16 years old. But he started to change with you know. I don't know what came into him. Changed in the sense that the way he treated us. So we start to test the limits a bit. Lah. You let me take your car. I think 17 we can take car license again. Something like that, 17. Last time was changed, they changed the law already. So I had a driving license. Form 5. After Form 5, I had a driving license already. Hey, let me the car. You only got one car in the family. No? Let me the car. Then I go, come back. No questions asked. Then that time, all of us are experimenting. Like Patrick Ku, myself. This is the my school batch people. Is it? Who happen to go to university together also. So, we gamble. We like to gamble. Small, small sum. Lah, but to us, it's a big thing. Lah. So, we gamble from 10 o'clock up to 2 a.m. Right back. No question asked. Then test the limit again. 4 o'clock, no question asked. 6 o'clock, come back, no question asked. Whoa. Unbelievable, no. Then, uh, all he did, I remember one day, because it's Saturday, uh, Saturday is the only time you can gamble. Then, church is uh, Sunday morning, 6.30, you must leave the house already, because I think 6 o'clock, you must leave the house. So he'll be up by 5. I remember one morning at 5 o'clock, I walked into the house. Uh, and something, oh. So early, uh, come back. I mean, like, you know, now only come back. Uh. That's all he said, no. Look, if I miss by another half hour, he'll be late for just There's only one car. Why? I had to give him the key to the car. Mm. So I came back in time to give him the key. Then he went to church, I went to sleep. Uh. So I mean, somehow, to me, uh, his style of uh, managing us was. I think some Chinese schools also have that. Uh. Once you reach a certain age, uh, if he's gone, he's gone. If he's with you, he's with you. So he don't want to push any further, no need already. I've done my part, he has done his part as a father. I should know what to do, what is right and what is wrong. That kind of attitude. We didn't do anything out wrong there, you know. It's just that we push our limits as in we, we enjoy ourselves, like, but good clean fun, you know. Not that we go womanizing, we go to prostitute, we cannot afford no such thing. It's just that we, the only bad thing was smoking, like, we, we smoke, we gamble. But the smoking, because my this friend Patrick, I think he, oh, my father is a smoker. Patrick is a smoker. Patrick's father also a smoker. So I think it's the influence of our, no excuse, but that time we didn't see how bad it was. Like, it was a very macho thing. Like. Mm. But other than that, are you still in contact with uh, Patrick? <laughs> Long time relationship. That is your childhood friends. Yeah. We're meeting again in September. I'm going to Australia. Uh, oh, he's in Australia. Yeah. So he's flying over from Perth. Just another friend, John Tang, huh? is in Melbourne. So I'm going for a nephew's wedding. So I wrote to them and then they said, okay, he, he bought his ticket already. So we're meeting him. I'm looking forward to meeting him in early October before I come back to Penang. Uh. Just now you mentioned that the. The way we talk is not in chronology, but mm. uh, just now you mentioned that uh, you working with KL first, then go to Australia, then go back to KL again, yep. then come to Penang. Why yep. you come to Penang? Uh? Oh, that one? Penang one was because of uh, Edgar already. Edgar mm. was already in legal practice. Again, Patrick Koo enters the picture. Lah. Patrick Koo became a very successful lawyer. Mm. He has his own legal firm together with uh, very rich partners, uh, MBF people, you know. Oh, okay. uh, so again, my, my connect, but then nothing to do with me being an ex staff, uh, but he had connections with them. Then he needed to open a branch in Penang. 
Mm. So Edgar was working with her brother Leonard Fu, who also became a lawyer. Mm. And the opportunity came out. I'm not a lawyer, but he's my best buddy. He asked my wife, my wife whether she wants to give, take this opportunity or not. Mm. So she agreed no? to come to Penang. Mm. So then I asked for a transfer from Hong Kong to come to Penang. That's how I ended up. Oh, okay. In 1994. In 1994, until 2013, when you actually resigned from Hong Kong? Mm, in the same company. Mm, 17 years. Long time, huh? My goodness. <laughs> okay. Again, so money actually very important now. Huh? It, like it or not, influences our decision. When I came back, Number one, I was less idealistic already after Australia. I got my masters. Then we don't we didn't have much money. Agatha was working for salary, I was working for salary. And the only the thing is I was working with Chang Yi Tan. Chang Yi Tan. Chang Yi, no idea. Oh you don't know him? Chang Yi Tan is another interesting connection. Chang Yi Tan, you do the some how to how to connect. He's the with U, the US connection. So he is about six years my senior. So he and Ping Ling around the same age. Cecilia a bit older than them. Cecilia Francis a bit another four five years different with them. But they are all the U, US connection. Study in US and so. So he was also already a. Strong supporter of Parti Rakyat, mm, mm. Like you know, so he started a research company called PE Research. Um, in fact, I got to know him because I helped Syed Hussein in the campaign, uh, mm. in his uh, election campaign. Then I got to know him. I don't know, it's the same circle, uh, Cecilia, they all hang there, so we got to know each other. Then when he wanted to start this consultancy firm, uh, he approached me, you know, because the time he already knew I could work uh, as a worker. I can work, lah, you know. But and he knew I got masters. He knew I was working with Colin. He also knows Colin. So he wanted to do consultancy work, a research company. PE stands for uh, actually it's a social economic research, lah. He got his experience working with the Karakan people, Tokin Woon. Mm. Because of Surrey, you know, Social Economic Research Institute. So, so I think he did environmental science kind of thing, like this, this Itan, his, his background. You know. And from there, he realized there was money to be made like, when you do research. So, so he does work, for example, uh, EIAs, Environmental Impact Assessment. He also worked very closely with Ku Jin, the one who passed away, you know. Uh, so, so, he set up this company from scratch. Like, he did jobs for. I remember my one of our first jobs was doing things like, like what we are doing now, like research um, shoe, you know, this Hong Hong Kong shoes, ah, is owned by and Pala shoes, ah, owned by this group in Penang one, you know. I remember the name, lah. People you also know, and it's actually U five, U five, and Liu Yi. Tang Yao Yi, you heard of her? Lecturer in USM before. Anyway, anyway, never mind. This, this, this is they are. Put it this way, they are sympathetic to causes, but they are also 
connected to Kusukun and all these mm. kind of things. Well, mm. Anyway, so Yitan, Yitan on his part, uh, married into the Chia family. His wife is the Chia family, Chia Kong Chai's oh. sister. Oh, okay. Chia Yong Tai. So he married into that kind of family. You know, but his political leanings are very clear. He's a supporter of Parti Rakyat. Subsequently, I think now he's a supporter of a big Kadiran and PSM also he will give lah. He will give money lah. So I ended up working with him. Again, he was a startup company, so he could only afford to pay me thousand five. So he made after all the all the things coming back, yeah, 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 yeah. Back, back to thousand five, you know. So no choice I took it. Then after that, he made thousand eight. Something like that. Just before I wanted to leave. You know. So I was with him while I was doing my Finishing my thesis, I took a long time to write my thesis. Money, you see. I don't want too proud to. Anyway, my father got no money to give me lah. So how many that that time when I came back, 1990, I'm 30 years old. I'm really 30 years old. So it's too old to ask people for money. So stop, stop, stop with him. And then lah, he was not easy boss. Very hot tempered. And I, my writing skills. Would have improved after I work with him now. because when I work with him that time, I tend to be very long-winded in my writing. Mm. You know, so he never liked my writing, and we have to write a lot of reports. Oh, give him like that cannot, give him like that cannot. Wow. Morality, but me really felt very demoralized. So, so on the on the one hand, pay no good, and on the other hand, keep on getting whack now. Really. I think worse than you know you never work with Sri lah. Pilling, pilling of never score lah. That time. I come in. Pilling left lah. So much for me, yeah. Wow. Not worth it lah. You know, getting this kind of pay and then he really, he really loses his temper. Then you can see lah. It's like bringing back days of my father again. Suddenly, eh, last time my father was sitting here. Now I'm 30 years old. This guy sitting like that. He's a nice guy, very big heart. But when it comes to work, lah. I couldn't meet his standards. Uh. Basically, I couldn't meet his standards, so I decided to quit. Uh. Before I, I mean, I went for interview. I went, went back to the only thing I could do, uh, which is my two years of experience of finance work. So I went back to Hong Leong Finance, asked for an interview, got the job. Immediately, they put me as a manager. But I was a manager level, because my age, uh, but manager level uh, in the accounting side first. You know? So then I managed to impress them, then they sent me up here. Uh, so that was it, and then how I ended up in Penang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you come to Penang, you said you almost completely cut off. Yeah, what happened? Uh? Working, uh. working. Uh. Mm. Do you know anybody? Oh, okay. So Penang, if you, Aleran, isn't it set up already? Yeah, but I wasn't a member. Oh, that time you were. Okay. Hardly do any any dealings with Francis isn't even Francis Lo also lost not much dealings, mm. but he knew I was here lah. So the initial years mm. more socially lah. When his daughter was going to be baptized, he pushed us to become godparents because we have this godparents thing one. So that kind of connection lah. Also oh, you're. Ah, uh, he's got father to his to, to his child. Oh. So that kind of thing only, but no, no, no more involvement. I just started coming back maybe a few years ago only. 
a lost touch. Even Rajan, that, 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 that was a bad time lah because slowly uh, after the political scene changed, uh, Rajan became very disillusioned. But Rajan was very active in Semangat in 1946. So then the scene changed so much that he, he was very disillusioned. Uh. Even Chandra Mujaka also, another person too, very disillusioned. So, after I came to Penang, slowly, slowly the group woke up. Parents went for further study. Hector moved to Pahang. Two in more. Met somebody who got married. Thai girl, you know. I think she's a unionist. She fight for union people. Mm. So, so, they got their own life. Dave and Chinchin had the children. So, Chinchin also had to get a job for her help the children. So she went up to the in the in the no uh, stock exchange at PLSE. Oh, but in the technical side. So, so you see, at the end of the day, unfortunately, money influences. But isn't it? So now that I talk to you, la, even people like KM, they make so much, now only he can like, but at one time, la, I'm sure he also had to concentrate on making money and not easy you know, to keep both being an activist and at the same time. The, the ones who can do it are the academics. Mm, constantly. No, never leave it, la, but they're still academic with a good income as an academic. And at the same time, they can continue research in that particular area that actually may help mm. the marginalized if the results are you know, published and mm. so on. See? Other than that, uh, I think we are forced to make a choice. Uh. Or, like Jin Ching, people like him now also start to realize he needs a more steady kind of income. Otherwise, you end up either here or there. So, people like Colin uh, uh, marvel at him. I suspect. He's helped by his because he got no steady income. Mm. But they have no children. His wife is Jocelyn Tan. She is earning big fat income as a journalist in the staff. Mm. So maybe he doesn't have to worry about the household. He needs to only get money for himself, which he can get through giving talks, writing papers. That's what he does. But he never has much much money money. So, how to draw the balance, you know, where at some point you feel, oh, now you have enough. You know, that's, that's the catch many people are caught in. Mm. At one point, you are the Christianity Movement leaders, right? Mm-hmm. President, yeah? Student leaders. Yeah. That is? 1982, I think. 1982. Oh. That's like a few years before Brasilala. No, la. Brasilala. 87. La. 87, yeah, five years. So, how's the political environment in, in the university of those days? Mm. I think the impact of 74, eh? And then the impact of the UUCA was amended in 75, I think. Yeah, you see, you see, for example. So that one was stronger than 
what was happening in Lalan. So actually, uh, if you if you look, uh, my my period where we were in the university is probably a uh, if you want you can say it's a a struggle to break free from the seventy five struggle. You know. That means uh, immediately after seventy five. 76, 77, 78. I entered at the time, 79. Already, the first few years, uh, almost zero activity. Oh, because of the... That impact is like almost zero activity. As in, people all scared. Uh, mm. because imagine uh, you come into university, you say gathering of four or more, three or more. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, three people. It's considered an uh, offense. Illegal. So, that, Illegal. And it will jump in, you see. So, I think the atmosphere was very boring, you know, and so people like Mary Kadosa, Patrick Poo, and their batch of people, Abu Hassan, now one of the doctors in GH, you know, Dato' Hassan, Abu Hassan, people, thanks, thanks to people like, I suppose, Cecilia, Francisco, in their own ways, and other, Sandra Musafa, you know, Sandra Mosafa, you cannot take away his credit, his part. He was very important because he was bringing up issue after issue after issue. Sandra, he took back and took that part of our history. That's why we look up to him. We all really look up to Sandra. He was a real fighter for justice, a real fighter for, you know, all the anti-corruption and so on. It was very clear, you know, and somebody, it, it, it resonated with us, like, we, we felt those who want to fight for justice, but the hero in him. Mm. So, that kind of influence was coming back 82, 83, 84 uh, to people like him. Uh, I can think of him, Syed Hussein Ali, you know. These people, although they went to ISA and all that, Syed uh, lah, the time, the time macam lalang, uh, macam operation lalang. So, it, it had its impact on Jomo, uh, another one, Jomo. So, all these like intellectual icons uh, who continue to share ideas different from the existing capitalist system you know alternatives uh, alternative so being influenced being like open to them you start to do activities that try to to try to bring more social consciousness into society uh. that's all i can see that happening so as a student uh, very limited uh, so we organize things like uh, wow camps, uh, coming back to my Catholic student camp, mm. you know. We always say if we found out that one way is immersion. So we go for exposure. We go and live with uh, um, I remember in my case I went to Thailand, you know, and I stayed in a paddy farm area. Look, see how the how the people filter the water, you know. Because when you put the netting, the water from the river, before you can hold uh, it, uh, you take and throw the water so that whatever falls over that side is trapped in sand, then capture the water, throw, throw, throw until the water is as little sand as possible, then only you take and boil it. So that kind of thing we don't see in our own country. Lah. But within Malaysia, we also organize camps. Like Penang, that time there was fishing villages, so some of them came and lived with the fishing village. Or, or, 
do walk about and so on. Uh. And then we come back and reflect. That's the star. Uh. We come back and reflect. What did you see? What did you learn? Why do you think these people are in this situation? You know? Factory workers, how many hours a day they work? You know? And what kind of, uh, what do they do after they finish work? So, these kind of questions were all being discussed in our, you know, as our social response to the happenings in our society. So that is the, the extent to which uh, the society was able to do really. Don't forget, meanwhile, uh, the, the vertical people are complaining already. Mm, you all do all this, how does it help us get a better outfit? All this is just talking about society. It might as well be a social welfare organization. We're not a Catholic, we're not a Christian organization. So I had to face these kind of challenges, uh, these kind of de- debates within the community. Mm-hmm. intimidation from the authorities when you organize programs. This is like just after the UCA. I mean, apart from here. I think we're too tame. Too tame. Not that I, I didn't. Sorry. Thank you. Your island is a very but Operation Malang, we sort of felt it uh, because if you remember uh, the amendment to the Societies Act, we also opposed it. But I think we were already graduates, you know. It, it's happened in the first the few years then. A few things that the parliament tried to do. After 84, you know, Mr. Ken, what was the Societies Act? And then um, the arrest in Singapore happened in 87, but I don't know, 85, 86, there were other things. Uh, there were a lot of things we could protest. So, while in campus, not so much protest. But when we came out with our degrees, Rajan with the engineering degree, Hector with science, whatever, we, we sort of like had a license. Lady, you know. ah, so, I remember. Kampung Rasamana Jaya. Rasamana Jaya is a spotted area. You know? And uh, MIC, if I'm not mistaken, now I don't know the actual detail, but if I'm not mistaken, MIC had a big hand in wanting to move the squatters out so that they can redevelop it. But the squatters have been there for many, many years. So we took it up as an issue, you know? So we protest, we went in front of MIC building, we got red NGOs and protested. And, and, and that cut, and then the police come, you know, record the whole thing. And then like, we do a lot of this kind of the rape, the rape of the little girl in the, in the abandoned building, you know. And then I don't know, I think the, we were, the, the women were so angry and the, the police didn't do enough to catch the culprit. So we again went there to protest, you know. And I remember 
those are the times when you know, we had no fear, lah, you know. It's like, wow, I stand there, shout, 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 you know. Cecilia will give what thing, what to shout, then you will just start shouting. Then the puller come and tap you on the shoulder. So, like, yeah, don't irritate me, lah, lah. Give you take my IC, then I continue to shout, you know, that kind of thing. You know. Wow, I tell you, you know, that kind of, of, it was so semangat, you know, that time. No fear. I remember, he took my IC, and after that I asked back, can I have my IC back? Then continue to shout, no more. Then they asked you this person. <laughs> Cocky lah. <like. laughs> yeah, and, and I was doing that, you know. I, I didn't feel, and, and basically they think Agri was not around. So I was like a free man, do whatever I want to do, you know. I, I had no intentions to go with anybody else, you know. So it filled up my time, all this activism really filled up my time. So I, I, I enjoyed the, that, that, that intervening three years was very, very good. So it, enough to motivate me to, of course, one motivation is to go and join Agar there. Because too long the separation. The other motivation was actually, I thought of coming back to do something different with you. But uh, three years there, the life was so difficult. After spending another three years in Australia, opened up the whole new world to me again. You know, living in a foreign country. So I had a lot of different spaces in my life where different influences had an impact on me. Hey, morning fan. Yeah, 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 I had to do some work. Uh, uh, old man lady, lah, brother. <laughs> How are you? As before I born. <laughs> 76. Before my sister born. Hmm. My elder sister. You're born in 73. I born in 83. Hmm. So gangho. This one don't put down like Okay. In, 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 ah, in the other way around, I think we entered university and we had to rebuild. Mm. We had a harder time than compared to Anwar. They all, after 71, 72, 73, 74, I think Anwar they built it up. Mm. So after that, the UCA came, it came down, the mm. activism came down. So we had a hard time trying to convince people what we're doing is right. But it's just that we ourselves, certain, certain leaders, certain selected group you know, because of the exposure that we had you know in terms of even trying to understand structures mm. trying to understand power relations all this came into our our being you know, that when we finally graduated we were able to apply some of it what is right what is wrong what are the principles we stand for but in, inside university i don't think we should do much you know, very limited you know. mm. When Operasi Lalang, you were in Australia. Australia. But before that, op, op, is, I actually try to understand Operasi Lalang you know, mm. from, because I think uh, people who work inside, you know, like in the movement, they actually felt it very much. So now today, whatever we read are actually from like testimonial from so and so. You know? But uh, you were also part of this, and mm. actually, I, I think you also built up the movement. Mm. Uh, could you like tell me more about those things? In a way, I've already told you that when I shared about the build up, huh? mm. that one is in the university. Mm -hmm. no. 
the Kampung Rasamana Jaya. Okay, yeah, yeah. The protest against the Society Act, the protest against the rape. What other protests we had? There were, we had many, many protests that the the dam area, mm. where they're doing a dam. We went to uh, Pusing uh, Papan, the Papan Pusing. protest. Uh-huh. Papan protest, the uh-huh. anti nuclear. Uh-huh. So all these had an impact on the government saying that hey, these things are becoming more and more frequent. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But it was definitely Team A, Team B problem though. Martin needed a distraction to make it very clear. Because even then, uh, even though we were doing it, they were objecting to it. They were, they, they, they were like the making sure that the police stop it every time we have a protest. You know? The most three minutes, then we want you to disperse. Mm. You know, whatever you have a protest, the most they give you three minutes. We used to go to Kampong uh, Samanjaya, we had a few. One in front of MIC building, once we went to the in front of the what they call it, the one that they per se they always break up huh? near the Slango Club. Okay, Chinese assembly hall. No, the other one Slango. Dataran Medeka. Dataran Medeka. We did that there. I think societies act they march from Parliament. You know, so these are all things that even though they didn't like, they allowed and sort of like disperse you, but still let you go on. But Kim eighty seven, the arrest of the. Activists in Singapore eh? in July, you know, yeah, I think May, April, uh, April they arrested. Is that the the Christian uh, Marxists they call them? Oh, okay. uh, that is during the what? Oh, not the cold store. Not the, not the cold store. This happened after that. Uh. Oh, okay. This is a fresh group. Fresh group. Okay. Tio, 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 Tio Sulang, Vincent, Vincent Ching has mm. made it to be the mastermind. So that time, uh, um, in a way, 87, uh, that was the beginning of 87, it had been already 3-4 years of activism that was going all over. And, uh, mm. I think it was catching on, uh, the, the, the world was opening up, although no internet yet, but the, that time in society, uh, mm. that time in society, people were becoming more aware. You know, starting lah, starting to get ready for the internet, but not quite lah. No such thing yet. But mm. I think more society was open to diverse views already. Mm, mm. You know? at the same time, authorities were not ready. So Singapore's strong reaction to the arrest, we also protested. I mean, Singapore, we we had a strong reaction to their arrest, and they we were saying they're using excuses to say you know? so. Very clearly, I remember myself, Yang Ling, I think Cecilia not around, uh, Dave, and I don't know who else. Lah. But Heng Ling, I remember because two of us plus a few others walked into the Singapore Embassy to give the memorandum. Mm-hmm. Then they asked for our IC. You know, so that kind of thing, we were like quite fearless. Lah, you know? I could lose my job because how can I be involved in, in this type of thing? But I, I was prepared and I went and gave them my IC. And the kind of thing. So we, we did all to protest there was a memorandum. And after all that, we shout outside the embassy. Then the police come and say, Balik, Balik, Balik. <laughs> so sometimes we say, Balik, then we go to Oranaspi. You know, that, that kind of... You know. So, when it came to October, I left in July. Lalang, I was not allowed. But, we were following very closely, like you're right. Because, uh, 
I had no idea, but we already heard that something is going to happen, but we don't know when, you know. So, it was a lot of rumours, but nothing sure that that Lalang is going to happen, you see. So, finally when it did happen, Brother Anthony Rogers got arrested, Chao Chikyong, those people I know, one, you know, Jin Chin Chin, Chao Chikyong, those I know personally, then of course that time Kapal Singh, Kit Sang, we know by name, they are politicians. Uh, who else? Cecilia uh? later, no, Cecilia only in November. Mm, uh, mm. So, it was very sad time, uh, that, that one. You know, I, you're asking me how it lead up to that, uh, I think it was those things, but more so the fight between him and Gumbi. He needed a distraction, you ask me. Uh. Mm. And that's what most many people say also, you know, that Mahathe needed a distraction. That I need to do this. Mm. So in the he also put some of his, uh, like Mat Sabu was put inside there. A lot of politicians, I think his, his potential enemies, he got rid of them through this operation. But I didn't think any Amno people, right? I can't remember. A few. A few. Yeah, huh? I remember there's a few, which is also in the in their so-called their own gang. Mm. So I, so there's a need to like, actually there's a need for recounsel of this chapter because Kwa Kya Sung Kwa Kya of course He also we look up to him, Kwa Kya Sung, because he already came back as a academic, somewhere, somewhere like Jomo's status at that point mm. His status, Jomo's status, like oh these are the think tanks, the people with the brains mm. <laughs> We look up to them, you know, so oh, then they give talk to go and listen, that kind of thing Mm, mm, uh, mm. These are the people. Uh, environmentally, uh, we also protest quite a lot of environmental things. Uh, the other fellow was arrested is Tan Ka King. So Tan Ka King actually lives, rent a room in Cecilia's house. Mm. Uh, so he was an environmental engineer. So he used to he used to protest uh, like Papa, he was involved. Uh, mm. And then Gumit, Gumit Singh is another uh, icon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so these are the two people, but somehow Gumit didn't get arrested. I don't, I don't know why, you know, maybe he was not around. Mm. So, um, EPSM, Environmental Protection Society of Malaysia, we also help, help take part in some of the activities. Mm. We will go, lah. when they organize, we go. MNS, not so much. MNS, not so much. EPSM, our own protest, and then uh, Bar Council, like Bar Council did quite a lot. Society's Act, I remember, is probably Bar Council who organized the protest. Mm. Mm. So, what happened in Australia then? Your life in Australia? Oh, so, of course, when, when this 87 took place, uh, you still link to this 87, uh, I had the freedom of being in Canberra at that time. I was actually in Canberra. Mm. So Francis Lowe was in Melbourne mm. for his, I think, uh, Sweeping was doing her PhD, finishing up her PhD there. So he put me in touch with one person in Canberra by name of Peter Jones, Mr. Peter Jones, who works in, uh, who works for a uh, senator. Um, what's the name of the senator? He was a woman senator. Lah. Mm. So we wanted to get the parliamentarians to support our our what for that memo to say that to release the ISA detainees. Lah. So I get and I managed to get through this Peter Jones an appointment 
we went to parliament no? so we went to parliament later when we checked back the list uh, we found that people like uh, John Howard who is uh, prime minister for many years uh, he signed I think I'm not sure whether Bob Hawke also signed but quite a few senior people I cannot remember the numbers uh, but a substantial number of people signed the petition to, for the release of the ISA detainees mm. and we say that it's a politically motivated and not because they and then it's the usual call uh, charge them in court or release them mm, mm. No, no detention without trial so, so we did that and like, we were able to lobby you know go to the Australian parliament to lobby for the support and then they send it back and I think it had an impact like, so these are small things that we could do because we happen to be physically there just for Rajan and Hector when it happened when it actually happened that time like, they got no money so they run to Thailand you know, to them and hit there for about maybe one week or so after they have no money they come back like they come like this oh come like this okay okay so they were afraid uh, but Mary Chin Maria Chin had entered into the scene already so so we when these people they had money you know uh, Maria Chin had money who else uh? Um, she came to visit us in Canberra. Um, so meanwhile, uh, in Australia, it's interestingly these young people start to come out. Ken Chua, mm, mm. Uh, Ong, our Ong, uh, organic Ong. Ah, Ong Bun Kiong. He was there also. So there. Uh, Wait, you say he is young people? He's considerably young, lah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, because he's my junior, and when I went there, he was there. Stephen Gunn, mm. the Malaysian Kini one. Mm. Uh, what's his the other name? The, his partner, Prakat, Pradeep. Uh, uh, Prem. Prem. Uh, so all these people, when Edgar went there, they were already young student activists. You know? Uh, because Edgar, don't forget, went there as a graduate student. So I also went there as a graduate student. So, mm. Francis Lowe, nah. Francis Lowe put that in. Francis Lowe was a lecturer in Melbourne, so he knows so, so and so, so and so, he mm. put us in connection. Nah. So I actually went to stay uh, with uh, Ong Moon Kiong in Sydney. Oh. Uh, almost a month because we have long holidays. Uh. So I went there as a, first of all for me to learn more about Sydney and also to experience nah, the activist life there. Mm. So I joined them for quite a few meetings and you know, just a, just to be exposed. Uh. I think I met Tien, I cannot remember now the details, but Ong Bun Chong definitely I met there. Mm. Tien, Agatha remembers him because she came to get her support, you know, for something, you know, for some, and then she was a student and he was really activist then. So this, this is how we connect with this other batch of people who are now the so-called leaders of uh, Malaysia Kini mm-hmm. and that batch. Because uh, I, I, I know a, a little bit about those days, like uh, those who come back from Australia or UK, mm. and I think I know the story most with the UK. No? Ah, because yeah. Maria Chin is there, yeah. no? and then uh, she Liu, met Yusuf, uh, he, met, uh, uh, he married uh, Yusuf. Yusuf uh, so, but she, she was already an activist, she went there to study. Ended up in the UK. Oh, yeah. Her activism is not started in UK. 
here one lah. Here. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I think so. Because I <laughs> my our meeting with her because we Maria is also younger than but not that much younger lah. Maybe maybe five years my junior also. We were quite scared because when she came to Canberra, we found that she was too open in talking about things that happen. She's not that kind of we felt lah. She was not reserved enough because after Lala, we were very cautious to me lah. You know, we were like always looking over to see that should this be said, you know, you hear things like you know on a need to know basis. You know, you don't go and tell everybody who and who like like this kind of thing I will never at that time I will never talk to anybody. Mm. Uh, how can I review, you know? Like uh, even Cecilia coming back and all that. I I knew about it and I said they are looking for you, you sure you want to go back? She said I cannot run away forever, Henry. So she went back and that kind of thing. You know? so, but then Maria came over, uh, was his spirit, everything was uh, just telling her this happened. Oh, no, no, no. And she said, oh. <laughs> Not so discreet uh. <laughs> So, so that, that's our impression we had of her. But now maybe she's changed a lot. I mean, she's taken on such a strong leadership role and so on. Different. Uh. But at that point in time, there was uh, the, the concern we had. Quite a number of people came over when we were there. Colleen also visited us once. Uh, Colleen and then uh, Andrew Area mm. came over. Uh, Tejin came to KNU. Kajin all passed away. Kajin is married to Jane Cardosa, who is Mary Cardosa's sister. So, and so lah, we were we, we we dealt with all these people coming through. I think Chandra came to give a talk once. We attended. Not so. I'm, I'm not so sure about that one. But anyway, these are the things that in Australia, I in 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 ANU, I was part of. I first went to ANU. ANU, I did uh, what they call uh, Masters. No, no. I did um, connect, they call it conversion courses no? because I don't have an anthropology background. Uh, mm-hmm. So I did second year, third year kind of uh, anthropology and sociology subjects. Mm-hmm. That's when I was exposed to a bit. I was very interested to learn about Marxism. No? Mm-hmm. You know, so I picked up some courses and then I started reading about Marx. And then at the same time, I found Mahui in the in the library. Eh? A lot of articles written by Mahui, you know, on, on what's happening in Malaysia mm. and, and so on. At the time he was already in the US. He he chaput already lah. He was more like in the UN. But the papers that he wrote then, eh, I picked it up and did some research. So so that's put it that way like That that period was more of, uh, a time to pick up academic knowledge as well as uh, do a, a more. Not so much activism for the sake of activism, but actually see the background behind what was happening. Mm. That helped me, lah. That period helped me to consolidate in that mm, way. Mm, mm, mm. Some bit of theory, you know, a bit of theory, a bit of a slightly better understanding of how how capitalism works and whether we have alternatives, you know. So I I, I remember doing an essay on Gandhi. I did an essay on uh, Castro. Mm, uh, mm, so mm, these are mm, things, mm. Lah, you know. It was very fun, lah. It was very fun to to learn up and read about this kind of things. Yeah, you say it, I also want to go study. And the other thing, you know, can you imagine, uh, I don't know how your experience in US and but my experience in UM and my experience in ANU are world apart. 
completely different. So, we want to say we are young, we are not young, but we want to say we are old, we are not that old. 1987, I'm 27 years old. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. I went that, yeah, 87, I'm 27 years old, I'm not that old, right? You know? So, it was still, I was still experiencing and learning a lot of new things, like how to behave in class, how to see my fellow classmates, huh? question the lecturers left, right, and center. I never did that in the end, you know. Really, it was totally so, such an amazing difference for me. It was quite a very, very telling. So, foreign education can do that to a person. So someone like Tien Chua, with that, with that kind of experience, uh, he will be so natural for him to come back and question things. But you take a local grad uh, who only went through without any link to other activist groups, for example, uh, that probably will be a disadvantage for people compared to people with foreign education. But I don't know, that's why I said USM, do you sit down and question your lecturers? You cannot, uh, you don't get, they don't even bother to ask you any questions. You say you listen. You know, the whole banking in system like that. So, it was very, very telling in Australia. Then I start to be able to open up a bit more, you know, ask questions a bit more. Last time, in UN, terrified, man. We are terrified of certain lectures in UN. Terrified? Terrified is the word. Oh. Uh, I tell you one story, talk about terrified. There's this lecturer in UN. His name today I remember, Ui Sun Kiam. He is doing financial accounting, which means it's the one of the most difficult when you do balance sheets and profit and loss account, but you have to know where to put all your items. So, today uh, the deputy governor of Bank Nagara, his name is Dato Muhammad Ibrahim, uh, we were classmates in accounting, also in the same tutorial class. Mm. This tutorial class, uh, it really terrifies us. Uh, we, we were given the question maybe one week. So one week to do the question. After that, you come for the class. You must be prepared, lah. Mm. You do not answer, then too bad, is it? So one day, we all sit in class. He calls my uh, my friend Siva. You know. So Muhammad is sitting there also. Mm. This is Muhammad told me after the incident. So Siva, okay, give the answer. This question. So there are four questions or something like that. Nah. So Siva go to the board, nah, shaking. Pam, he collapsed, you know. Siva Subramanya, he collapsed. So I stood up. Another friend, and you know what the lecturer said? Ah? Take him out. That's all he said. No. He smoked, smoking, smoking, smoking. Take him out. So I took him out and took him out. You know, <laughs> you know what the, the deputy governor said? He said, he said Henry, you know that day, ah, I saw so guilty, you know. I say fuck, they fellow fainted, uh, no, my turn is the day I feel sick, the day I respect him, you no. Know. He stood up and then you go and help carry him out. Uh. He never crossed my mind to him. I was thinking, oh shit. It was so fun. Now you think back at the time we were really frightened of him. But the only person that, the only lecturer that maybe uh, make me feel, I, I mean, I'm never a good student. So most of the time I go to class just to sign up. Eh? And um, I, I sort of like disagree with my, the course that I study. I study management. So I, I don't think 
and, and when you come to like organization behavior and all that, it's, it's all about like making money for your staff. So I actually kind of like dislike that. But now I look back, I think it's how you actually make people uh, function at their best. But those days, uh, I, I, that don't click in. No? And then I felt like people is like commodity. That time I don't know how to say all this. I, I'm not articulate, yeah, yeah, no. So, but then you just like, no, it's it's kind of like useless to go to school. Mm. But then, uh, Francis Law is the one who made me like stand straight. No? Oh, really? <laughs> he he is not my he is not even my lecturer. He never teach me. Oh. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I'm the student sort of like involved in activism. Uh. Need to like lobby for the lecturer and and these are the lecturer that, that we know that. Uh-huh. Well, we so expect you, support, uh, nah. We expect support from them. So I went to uh, went his to office, like, uh. his office. I don't really remember on one, two occasions. One is we actually announced uh, I stood as student candidate, no? And that year, uh, the whole peninsula uh, campuses where we have link, we actually announced uh, we will not participate in the election oh, boycott. Boycott. Mm. So that is the first time I actually have to speak in the DTSP is oh, the biggest hole in oh, the USA and, and he's, he is the lecturer you know, for, for, for class. Mm. So I went up to him like, can I like announce something? And then he said, uh, uh, he said one sentence or two sentence, something like that. Oh, and then the way he said to me is, don't take up too much time lah. Yeah, yeah, don't take up too much time. It's my class, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then second time I went to his office. Uh, he was smoking that time. Mm. So the room is like smoke. And, uh, and then I cannot remember but um no, yeah. Yeah, it's I know quite character lah. Yeah, yeah. A bit intimidating lah. Mm. But yeah. now today he's so much easier to engage. Eh? So yeah, much easier course. to talk. Yeah. No, even this Gui Sun Kiam, uh, believe it or not, all of us respect him. Actually, he wants the best for us. It's just, he's the old school, uh, so he doesn't, he's not going to be the type to to uh, molly cuddle you, to be very yeah, nice yeah. to you. No, no, he just gives you the hard way. And then we all learn. Uh, so the time up today, whenever the, the fellow come, uh, he's, he's actually, I really feel very, very useless. You know? so I didn't think of helping him at all. Never crossed my mind. I said, oh shit, no, 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 going to affect me. <laughs> So this student Siva. <laughs> he, 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 when I put him outside, after a while he woke up. Yeah. But he never came back to the class. Uh, he went off. Uh, he went home uh, because he was already sick. Uh. But I, I felt he was so cold-hearted. Uh, my lecturers, I thought uh, when such a thing happened, the whole class would be called off, isn't it? No such thing, you know. It's continued class. Take him out. He continued. After taking out, he continued. Then I came back to the class, but he didn't, that day I didn't have to present. Uh, so uh, so uh, it wasn't my turn. I don't know how like, I never had to present. But it never crossed my mind, but it's just that when he revealed to me, I laughed and laughed. I said, how can you think like this? Yeah, like, I feel so bad. Like, I said, tell me what happened today. I don't even care what happened to him. I'm just thinking of myself. Like, now I have to go up and answer. Coming back to ANU, fantastic. Edgar also told me this story. The lecturer is teaching. Then the floor sleep, you know. I tell you, all these boys are—they are so in, so witty and so clever, you know. So the lecturer not happy lah. Told the one who was beside the boys sleeping, "Hey, wake him up! I didn't put him to sleep." He <laughs> told the lecturer, "Why should I wake him up? I didn't put him to sleep." <laughs> 
I didn't put in the sleep because, because I came uh, up by Because the bachelor was teaching and then they were sleep, you see. So then they asked the boy, hey, can you wake him up? Then the girl looked at him and said, no, I didn't put him to sleep. <laughs> you wake him up. Wow. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> So in that sense, you go for that kind of exposure. It, it really helps shape the person a lot. A lot. You can even have what should go now. But now I don't know. Now almost every something I have goes also in the last two years and then the so I, I understand that some of the systems have the, the standards have dropped a bit because it's commercialized. They go for the they want the numbers. You mean any, 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 all over, all over Australia, all over foreign countries. Mm. 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 Anyway, so I put only two hours. What time? My car park. I only put oh. two hours. Uh. Okay, maybe we can. Mm. Thank you.